Hi, you've reached Inside the Squad, a podcast produced by the Lafayette Police Department in Lafayette, Indiana. Inside the Squad is a community outreach podcast and is hosted by Specialist DNO Shields and Lieutenant Brian Phillips of the Crime Prevention Unit within the department. On today's show, we are joined by Pastor Kevin Bowers of Bethany Presbyterian Church. Kevin is a Lafayette Police Department chaplain. Today's episode is entitled Holiday Stressors and is covering money, food, and family issues that can affect some around the holidays. We hope that you'll enjoy today's content. Let's join our hosts right now. Hey, everybody. We have a really good show for you today. We have a special guest, Pastor Kevin Bowers. He has been a chaplain with the Lafayette Police Department since 2010, and he brings great conversation today. We also are introducing Lieutenant Brian Phillips. He is a new community outreach lieutenant, and so he's going to be taking the place of Lieutenant Scott Galloway. Uh, So he brings good conversation and great ties, as I'll talk about in the podcast. We also are going to talk a lot about resources for the holidays. That's really the the topic of discussion. So look at the the notes. We're going to have the phone number for the crisis hotline and other resources in the Lafayette area for people for the holidays. So enjoy the podcast. Well, thank you for being here, Pastor Bowers. I really appreciate it. Lieutenant Phillips, you ready to do this? I am. Are you nervous? Not at all. All right, good. You know, I will say that he is probably the best dressed in the building on a on a daily basis. I I need to figure out where he buys his ties and his shirts. That doesn't surprise I wanna, you, does it? I want no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But I want to get up to par. Uh, so you know, I was looking forward to doing this talk, uh, having this conversation about the holidays. You know, it is a good time for. For people, I, I know I enjoy the holidays and kind of the aura and everything around it, but uh, it's not necessarily that way for everyone. And so I wanted to touch on, you know, kind of the stressors of the holidays for there's quite a few of people and, you know, provide just to give food for thought so people are thinking about others and, you know, how we can help others, um, you know, financially or maybe, you know, with stresses and whatnot. So. Uh, that's why we brought you in. You were the first person I thought of because uh, I thought you were a great resource. So uh, let's just kind of kick it off. So, you know, food, you know, that's one thing I guarantee people don't think about, you know, having a nice meal for the holidays, Thanksgiving meal, uh, Christmas meals and whatnot. Uh, what, what do you see as far as being a pastor of a church or just in your community as far as people needing food and the resources that they look for? Yeah, there are a lot of people in our community who are food insecure, and I know that uh, Food Finders Food Bank publishes information about that. They have some statistics on that, um, about food insecurity in Tippecanoe County, and every time that I look at those numbers, I'm, I'm always surprised that there are as many food insecure individuals in our community as there are. Um, so it is a very real um, issue that our community faces. And fortunately, we have a very generous community and there are a lot of resources to help with that. Um, you know, just families trying to stretch their budget as far as it will go. And a lot of them are 
working poor who are struggling to put food on the table on a day-to-day basis. And so when you reach the holidays and you have those expectations for a big meal and a a, a feast with uh, not the usual family of, you know, three to five individuals in a household, but now we're going to gather 20 people around the table, um, the, the resources just aren't there. And, and it puts a lot of stress on people to try to provide that meal that is over and above what we would normally do. So yeah, that, that can be a very real stressor. But again, there are, um, there are a lot of resources in our community to help with that. There are a number of food pantries around the community. There are various other agencies that um, go above and beyond this time of year and uh, in what they provide. I know some agencies in the past have provided turkeys or hams or things like that as a part of their holiday package and so on to help with those higher cost items that um, are just out of reach financially for a number of families. Yeah, we could definitely go down that rabbit hole of the stressor going from, you know, hey, I can't provide this meal to, you know, leading to maybe being depressed about it or going out and stealing and whatnot. And so we'll try to try to keep on track uh, as far as the resources and whatnot but you know what are you know I I thought of money donating money Uh, you can donate food another thing that I guess maybe people don't think about is donating your time you know going out and actually helping serve the food and whatnot Um, so I know you you, if you want to tell everybody like what church you're with and whatnot but do you guys do meals or what do you recommend as far as providing food for people that, that need it during the holidays So I've been the pastor at Bethany Presbyterian Church on the north end of Lafayette for 14 years now. We do not provide that kind of direct benevolence to the community in the form of a meal or anything like that. We direct the resources that we gather as a congregation to other agencies in the community that provide those services. So one of the agencies that we partner with the most would be Lafayette Urban Ministry or LUM. Mm-hmm. Um, so LUM does provide a Thanksgiving meal for the community that's held every year at Central Presbyterian Church. And so if you are looking to volunteer time, they do have or, or require a, a large number of volunteers to prepare that meal and then to serve it to the community or just to be there and be hospitable and sit with, have conversation with the people who are guests at that meal. Yeah, and that's so, not to cut you off, but that's something that you don't even think about. You just think about, oh, it's serving serve them food and be done with it. But I think there's some people out there just don't have anybody to, to talk to. There's no, uh, you know, companionship there. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, talking about the holidays in general, as the song goes, it's the most wonderful time of the year. That's kind of the expectation that we put on it. But for a lot of people, it isn't the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, for a lot of people, it can be reminder of, 
um, having lost a loved one in the past year or two and that there's now a empty seat at the table. Um, it can be a reminder, even if you haven't lost a family member to death, it can be a reminder that my family isn't the Norman Rockwell picture of Thanksgiving. Um, my family, when they sit down at the Thanksgiving meal, we're throwing the mashed potatoes at each other that yeah. we don't get along. And, and so gathering those folks in one place um, may not even be possible because the relationships are so fractured uh, and so broken. And so the holidays are just a reminder of that kind of, of pain that I don't have that relationship with family or friends. Um, so a lot of people experience uh, loneliness during the holiday season um, that is over and above the loneliness they feel. And again, that's because of the expectations that we place on the holiday season. And, and we could argue all day long whether we have a correct view of those expectations for the holiday season, but they are what they are. And, and so um, right or wrong, our society norm is to place uh, a high expectation on what the holidays are and, and what they mean and how we go about celebrating them. Again, uh, with large meals and family gatherings and all of those things add to the stress that people feel. So I think that's a, an excellent, ex, excellent explanation of that. And for someone that may be listening, that uh, you, you have a, a different part of that group that that they know someone who's going through that, and that someone may not feel comfortable in reaching out to talk to someone or or to ask for some type of help. What would be your advice to those people, friends or family, that know of someone that's struggling during this time of the year? Um, what kind of tips and advice would you provide to them? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Um, if you know of somebody who's struggling that way during this time of year, I would highly encourage you to reach out to them and to be in conversation with them, connect with them, maybe give them a phone call or go visit and check in on how they're doing. If you have... Um, any inkling, any sign that something may be askew, that that person um, is more despondent than usual or depressed or, um, you know, not in a good place, then um, do what you can do to care for them, whatever that may, may look like, whatever the situation or the severity of their situation may require. There are Again, Lafayette is a very resource-rich community, and so there are uh, mental health agencies. There is a crisis hotline. Um, you can encourage that person to uh, go to the hospital and be evaluated. If it is a severe instance, call 911, call the police department, ask for a check well-being on that individual um, or, you know, for the police to check in and see if they do need um, to have mental health resources or, or otherwise. But it, it begins with being 
connected to that person and, and checking in on them. And so if you know somebody who's in that position, uh, just tuck that in the front of your mind to make contact with them. Were you going to say something, Patty? Yeah, I think you're right. It's all about connections, and people often forget about that, especially during the holidays. It's easy to reach out to somebody, and even if you're not comfortable saying, I think you need help, take them out of their situation a little bit if you can. Say, hey, I found about found out about this great service at Lum where we can go serve a meal once a week. Take them out. Get them involved in something else. Maybe it'll change their view of the world. Absolutely. And that's really why I wanted to have this talk is because just to make people aware, you know what I mean? I, I feel like we all get caught up in, oh, man, you know, what sales are going on and what do I need to buy, you know, this person, that person. And, you know, uh, you know, if you are a little more well off or you have the opportunity to time or money or whatever to go help somebody that that needs it more than than you do or your family does to go do it. You know, uh, you were talking about that uh, expectation of the holidays and. Uh, I don't know if my father-in-law listens to this, but I will say that, you know, I, in the last, I don't know, a couple of years ago, we got into the, hey, uh, what do you want? I'll buy you this, and then you go me, buy me that, and that's what we want. And I'm like, what, what's, what is the point of this? You know, what, I'll, I'm, I can go buy my own present. You know, I don't need you to go. This is about spending time with each other, you know. And so the last couple of years... We haven't been buying gifts. I don't need anybody to go buy me a gift. Let's just spend time with each other, you know, have good, have good conversations. And, uh, you know, so I think it's. And a lot of the time, too, you get the joy out of giving. I mean, that's one of the things that we learn when we grow up. You know, as a kid, you're all about, oh, I want this. I want that. As you grow older, you realize that it's, it is really the gift of giving. Correct. And trying to convey that to someone who perhaps has a pride issue and says they don't want charity what they're doing is providing a service to the other people who want to give of them t- of their time or their treasures. Yeah, that, that giving doesn't have to be uh, an object. Right. It could definitely be time, a conversation, just showing that you care. And uh, again, yeah, I mean, even when, when I was on patrol, I mean, there were definitely a handful of times where we did the check well-beings to where I just end up having a good conversation with an individual that I was checking on and uh, you know, that's, that's what they needed, you know, to get their mind off of whatever grief they were going through or if they were depressed and whatnot. Um, so that is another resource is if you just can't get a hold of that, that person that you're concerned about, we do check well-beings. Resources as far as food's concerned, you talked about lums. Now there are churches that usually do food drives. I don't know of any particular ones, but I mean, that is definitely a resource out there, right? Sure. There are churches who sponsor food pantries, in their church building. Uh, I know Elmwood Church of Christ uh, is one of them that does that, um, and, and a number of other churches, uh, St. John's Lum Food Pantry. Um, again, there are churches who have that kind of ministry on site. Um, again, the congregation that I serve, um, we have several months out of the year where we collect non-perishable items and then we support the work of um, the Church Women United Food Pantry and um, uh, deliver those resources to that group. So we're involved in supporting that work. We just 
aren't an agency that distributes it directly to the community. Well, and you brought up a good point that, and I, again, stuff I never even considered is it's a bit, a big undertaking, right? I mean, it's not like you just whip a meal together and start passing it out. I mean, so they're kind of, they're prepared for it. They've done it year after year. So if you do want to help or you are part of a church and you do collect that, maybe take those resources like you guys do and take them down to LUM or another larger agency that, that provides uh, meals and whatnot and just, Give them the the food and whatnot, help prepare, and, and just be there to to donate your time. I guess you'd say, um, yeah, that's good stuff. So, kind of moving forward, um, unless you want to add anything else about food for the holidays and whatnot. Uh, what about? Well, were you gonna say something, LT? No, um, I, I think you're probably maybe gonna dive into it a little bit, but I would like to maybe get get some opinions from everybody because you know I think all of us in this room. Um, you know, would have some apprehension and maybe, you know, reaching out to someone or saying something or pushing it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. along a little bit for someone that might be struggling during this time of year. For those that might be expressing some of that apprehension, what what kind of advice might you give them? I would say it's the most caring thing you can do for that individual. Um, that um, especially those individuals who are experiencing uh, depression, especially severe depression. Um, They may verbalize that they don't want you to make those kind of contacts. Um, But again, it's the most caring thing that you can do for that individual. They may not be in a place to do it for themselves. Um, And we are talking about a situation that can literally be life and death. And so if there's any question in your mind, make the call, call the, call the crisis hotline, um, call the police department, call whoever you have to call. Um, you know, we live in a day of, uh, smartphones where you can even be on the phone with that person, uh, while you're texting someone else and uh, you all could speak to this better than I can, but I understand that uh, Dispatch Now does have a texting service. Is that correct? They do. Yeah, you can text 911, absolutely. So you can, you can be on the phone verbally with that individual who may be telling you that they're in a very dark place and contemplating doing harm to themselves. And if you're savvy enough, I, I sometimes struggle to do it, but if you're savvy <laughs> enough, you could be I, texting right there with 911 at the same time uh, while you're on the phone with them. You know, so. I definitely agree. I mean, reach out for sure. I, I, from my experience, they do want that interaction, even though they may be, uh, you know. It's always better safe than sorry. If there's any sort of fallout that they're upset with you because you did that, um, that can be dealt with after the crisis is managed. Sure. Um, so, again, uh, always better safe than sorry. Always better to reach out and direct those services and then have them not be needed than if they were needed and there was reluctance or hesitancy to make that call. I would like to say, too, that people just truly want to help. So, you know, if you're listening to this or you know somebody that is in need, you know, don't don't be too proud. 
you know, we all have times in our lives to where we struggle and where we need help, regardless if we wanted to admit it. And uh, I truly believe that a lot of people, most people just want to help. So uh, keep that in mind. Nobody's judging or, you know, looking down upon you. I mean, Again, we all stuff. Sometimes stuff takes a turn for the worse when you least expect it, right? And we're all susceptible to that. So, um, you know, be willing to accept somebody's help, you know, when you need it. So I know it's easier said than done, but I definitely want that to be known. Moving forward a little bit, as far as um, monetary and and donations and whatnot. What about presents? You know, how do you guys do anything for presents? I know there's a lot of uh, ways to donate out there you got toys for tots um kids for coats kids for coats, coats for, kids. for kids for kids no you don't yeah. give kids out for coats coats we're, for kids we're, we're gonna cut that section out right? <laughs> gonna stay in. um no uh yeah yeah so yeah and then salvation army you have uh you know the very least goodwill uh and i, I just say that in the fact that you know if you just don't know where to drop stuff off they take everything sure uh, so it's a non-for-profit out there um there's there's also Christmas for everyone, uh, Jubilee Christmas. Can you talk about the Jubilee a little bit? Because you were telling me about this before we started recording. And Sure. Uh, Jubilee Christmas is, uh, again, another ministry of Lafayette Urban Ministry uh, where they provide toys for families in need. Um, one of the things I like about the way LUM does this is that the uh, parents get to quote-unquote shop for their kids, uh, the partnering agencies like uh, congregations uh, such as mine and, and a couple other congregations that we actually partner with um, purchase those toys and then have those families come to our facility on a certain day and they are arrayed for them to make the selection. So they know what their child has been asking for. They know what their child's interests are and they're able to make those selections and then they the parents themselves uh wrap those presents and take them home and and that way it makes the parent out to be a hero i know some other uh uh gift programs are such that a group of volunteers shows up on your doorstep and says here's your Christmas, you know, here, mm -hmm. here you go. Um, this way it, it allows the parents to be the heroes in the children's eyes because as far as we know, the children aren't aware that the parents are, are doing this. Um, but again, there, there are a lot of different ways to do that. I would not discourage anybody from being generous or helping out where they see a need. I personally try to do that through some agency that is equipped to do it, like, uh, like Lafayette Urban Ministry, like the Salvation Army and others that have been named here today. Um, they, they know these individuals. They've done some background screening on them um, to, to evaluate what the need is. Um, there's some sharing of information between those different agencies to try to cut down on um, families going from one agency to another and then being served by three or four agencies. I, again, we want to try to 
um, distribute those resources as evenly and as fairly among the community as we can. And so those various agencies help in that regard as well. So, um, yeah, we have shop with the cop. Shop very with, yeah. shop with the firefighter. What's yeah. that? Also shop with the firefighter. Oh, they do that too? Yeah, they do. Oh, good for the firemen. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Lafayette is a very resource-rich community and a very generous community, which is to our credit. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's, it is wonderful. So there really are uh, a multitude of these kinds of programs that are out there this time of year. So it, it should not be impossible to get someone in need paired up with some group that would do this you know and we spoke about too before we started recording that uh, again don't be too proud if you need help you know go out and get it don't don't dig yourself into a financial hole because of those expectations of the holidays right and be too proud uh but at the same time don't well don't you, take advantage of it either uh, as you were talking about before the expectation is that we exchange gifts this time of year yeah um even though that may not be what we want or what we need. And uh, we could argue again on whether that is the right expectation that we place on the holiday, but it is the expectation that our society places on the holiday. And so parents uh, who are struggling financially are really in a bind because society's norm is that this is what you do for your children at Christmas. You buy them presents. And a lot of times Christmas is that time when we expect that you buy not just a present, but you buy this big expensive present. And so, um, some families, again, we, we could argue about whether this is right or wrong, but they will spend money that was set aside for rent or for utilities or whatever and do what they have to do to provide, quote-unquote, Christmas or whatever holiday they're celebrating for their family, and that creates an even bigger stressor when December 31 or January 1 rolls around and now all of a sudden we had Christmas, but yeah. we don't have the financial resources to pay the rent, to pay the utilities and, and whatnot. And so uh, if you are able to get connected with one of these community agencies, that is f a far better thing than to create the stress of being in a hole financially uh, having spent again those resources on Christmas that need to be spent on other things absolutely and you know another thing too is and I'm guilty of it is you know your your little one your three-year-old has no clue if it's new or used <laughs> they have no right I mean you know so you know or look even for those. theirs from the attic Oh, no, that's right. Hiding from the year before right. and then repackaging them. <laughs> I mean, you know, so, you know, you know, you, yeah, use that, you know, fine. There's deals out there. There's used stuff. Uh, I know, uh, you know, there's just so many different resources. You don't have to go out and spend, you know, yeah, hundreds and thousands of dollars. So that's, that's a great point. And, you know, just spending that time together, I think that's truly what you remember. I couldn't tell you what I got when I was younger. I mean, Patty? I could, but I'm from a big family and presents were limited a couple years, you know. I understand. So there was there were a few years where we each got one present. 
it was an amazing present, you know, like it was and that. And you turned out great. It was that doll I wanted, you know? Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, and you remember that because you, under, you understood and respect and appreciate, right? Yes. Of those course. times. So. Yeah. And plus, big family, lots of fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. ULT? Yeah. Yeah. Same way. I mean, I, and I, and I think that's something that for a lot of parents, they, they don't stop and think about that. You know, you know, if you've got, you know, these presents under the tree, but you know, for a five-year-old, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, what is it, are they actually going to remember? It's going to be the time spent with family. And that's, that's the most important thing. And and it, you know, boils down to pride, right? For, for a lot of us as parents. And I think we kind of come back to that from time to time is, uh, you know, whatever, topic we happen to be talking about there's there's a pride element at play here and that's a very big obstacle for a lot of people to overcome and other resources too yeah it's a good point uh, for for those that are buying new gifts or whatnot go in there because i guarantee you want to do this anyway but clean out that toy closet because that's what we're doing and you know donate those toys and uh or you know another thing that we your children we do what's that involve the children absolutely absolutely point yeah involve the children uh so they appreciate that as well and uh and that again that's something we do and then also you know when you go out and you you buy a gift have them pick out a gift for for someone else in need as well and donate it i think that's you know and the kids will do that because they care. Again, going back to the point of people truly care and they want to help, and it starts at a very young age. I mean, if you are if you tell them, hey, you either get two gifts or you can get one for yourself and one for somebody else, they're, I'm confident most kids will be like, I want to get something for somebody else, you know. And uh, anything you guys want to add? You're being quiet over there, Alan, Tom. Uh, I think another good resource is like the Disabled American Veterans uh, here in Lafayette. Um, a lot of veterans might be old and have nobody left. Um, they may be back from Iraq or Afghanistan, and they don't have anybody to talk to. But uh, they're on Facebook, and uh, it's another great resource if you know any vets. Excellent That's a great point. Yeah, it's an excellent point. Actually, kind of rolling into what I wanted to talk about ne- next was, you know, we talked about the financial stressors of the holidays, but now the kind of emotional, I guess, is the way I phrased it right, Uh missing a loved one maybe your loved one's overseas maybe uh <clears throat> maybe you lost your job maybe you your home or whatever um you know the resources out there and really just acknowledging and and looking past yourself and saying hey how can i help this individual or that individual and i think a church is you know a good your church is a good spot to do that uh, again there's plenty of other resources out there uh to interact with people in need you got the crisis hotline um, what else do we have? I mean, the police department's always there for if you need to reach out and talk to somebody. Uh, I'm, I just guess I can't think right now. Apparently, I don't get out and talk to people I, too often. I, uh, I actually volunteered at the Lum Dinner for three or four years in a row, um, just getting people a seat, wiping off tables, helping um, people get in the door. And, you know, you'll run into people, there might be a drug or alcohol problem, there might be where they just don't have a penny to their name um, or their spouse has passed away and they just don't have, they could be just a regular person on, you know, with none of the aforementioned issues. They just have no one to hang out with for the mm-hmm. holidays. And I will tell you, it's a very humbling experience uh, to go and, and help at this dinner because 
I think everybody here probably came from a middle class or higher background and never wanted for anything growing up, food or shelter or anything. And when you kind of see that, it opens your eyes. So, um, you know, volunteering for that is is definitely um, something to think about. Absolutely. Literally, if you just Google, uh, you know, resources out there for, for individuals in need in the Lafayette area, I mean, you're going to get tons of links. So, you know, look it up and take some time in the holidays when you're what yeah, you say, sir? I think, again, you know, we've talked a lot about presents, gifts, but really uh, a great gift this time of year can be the gift of presence, your personal presence and uh, caring in somebody's life. And, again, that can be, uh, again, volunteering at one of these community meals, and you don't have to be scrubbing pots and pans or cooking turkeys, though I'm sure – you know, they very much appreciate the people that do that as well. But also just sitting down across the table from someone who needs somebody to talk to. Um, and uh, again, there are other agencies, um, again, coming from a, a, a religious faith background and uh, being a leader in that community of faith that's what we are about is about community and so those should be a places where you can find that kind of connection with people um but there are there are other resources around town as well so um don't be afraid to, to to reach out and again both in connecting yourself to uh, a community if you're lonely or or in need of that kind of presence but also as you think about the people that are in your life, you know, who are the people that I know that may be lonely this time of year? Uh, or, you know, again, um, we, we have groups of people that come to mind, veterans or um, those who have recently lost loved ones or, or, or whatever, but to be cognizant of, of those folks and reach out to them personally. Yeah, because in those, I mean, when people hit those all-time lows, you know, if they can get through that, you know, nobody wants to hurt themselves, you know, everybody wants to live a good, happy life, and, uh, you know, it's so important that you reach out to that person because it might be the deterrent from them doing something that, you know, like you said, life or death uh, situation, so... So, again, just reach out to those people. The holidays are all about giving. And like you said, the presence of being there for someone is the most important. So Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it doesn't really have to necessarily be any, you know, family or friends. I mean, even within the workplace, too. You know, I think that's something that it's overlooked oftentimes that, uh, you know, you may be working with someone that may be, you know, having some a difficult time and, and just some kind words that, you know, or, or identifying maybe what some of those, uh, you know, not necessarily warning flags, but what are what are some of the things that are concerning and and just ask them how they're doing. You know, oftentimes that goes a long way. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, I just wanted to mention it's about connections. And, you know, we're talking right now about resources, about where people can find help. But I would like to remind people that there's a, a hidden segment of our society in what used to be called nursing homes that are now called elderly care. Um, these people, many of them are lonely, and just going there for an afternoon, bringing your kids, going and talking and making new friends with these people could mean a world of difference to them. 
Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Absolutely. And again, involving the children. I mean, because this, this is something you instill in them now. So when they get older, it's not all about presence, 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 uh, the physical gift of a present, but the presence of making connections. So, uh, and get kids, they're so smart and they are caring and, you know, they'll be more than happy to go and talk to people and sing them songs or what, make, make them stuff. Right. Right. Using just making pictures, making cards. I mean, that's something else. I think those are some of the best gifts I have or the gifts that are, are made for me, you know, not, not gone out and bought. I mean, I'd love to have a nice tie like LT, but if the kids, you have nice ties. I'm going to get you one, one (laughs) but he'll accept it. Exactly. But you know, the gift of, you know, maybe it's just a picture and not just a picture, you know, a good picture of us on a, on a neat uh, frame that they made that you got, you know, you can get a frame for a dollar and take a picture. I mean, right. those are the best gifts because you'll keep those forever. I mean, he's not going to keep his tie forever. <laughs> Something else we could briefly mention just uh, with the police here is what, what are tips on when you do have gifts, keeping them in your car around the holidays, people, you see the news stories getting things stolen either from their residence uh, or from their vehicle. Yeah, I mean, that that's an awesome point. And I know it kind of takes us in a different direction here um, from what we were talking about, but it's definitely worth mentioning. I think, you know, when you look at some of the, you know, the crime prevention part of, uh, you know, not being a victim during the holiday season when it comes to that part of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're out shopping and, you know, you, you definitely don't want to, you know, leave a purse or a wallet in plain view and, and or in a, in a shopping cart where somebody can get access to it. You take your, you know, whatever you may have purchased out to your vehicle, making sure those are not in plain view for everybody to see. Uh, there's a lot of scams during this time of the year, too. You know, a lot of people are getting phone calls. A lot of people are getting, you know, items in the mail or emails that, uh, you know, whether it's a, you know, a phishing scam or something along those lines, you got to be wary of that and you just take some precaution uh, without going into real depth, because we could go down that rabbit hole too. But yeah, for sure, you know, locking, uh, you know, keeping your doors locked at night, turn your lights on. I mean, just a lot of things, and and you know, vehicle safety is too. I mean, lock your car. You go the, you go out to the mall, you go shopping, you go anywhere. You know, lock, lock your vehicle. That's important. And we're gonna start pushing stuff out like that on our social media. So follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, next door. Uh, you know, that's the platform we're going to be sending out um, good tips, you know, for the holidays and whatnot. Because, unfortunately, every season we, we talk about it. It's something we have to talk about because people steal every holiday and they scam and and uh, they don't want to put the effort into to getting the money the, the legal way. Well, I, but, think, I think the holidays are, are all about extremes, so it can bring out the best in people. It can also bring out the worst. Excellent You're right. point. That yeah. is an excellent point, Patty. Very insightful. Thank you. It is. And, you know, along that line, we've been talking a lot about the, the stressors of experiencing loss or loneliness around the holidays. The holidays are also a time of forced togetherness uh, <laughs> with people that you don't, you know, this, this is what makes movies like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation so funny, right? Because they're, they're so real uh, and, and so true to life. And so uh, what do you do when you're going to be confronted with friends or family members that you don't see on a regular basis? And it's still in the back of your mind what uh, Aunt 
Aunt Sally posted to Facebook a few weeks ago that was offensive to you, and now you're going to be sitting across the table from Aunt Sally. And so how are you going to behave in that situation, and what are you going to say to her? And um, you know, thinking about those kinds of things, um, when you're in that situation, do you um, have an out? Do you have an escape? Uh, <laughs> Uh, right. What's it? What's in your well, toolbox? Is is adding alcohol to that mix mm. really a good idea? Um, so, you know, the holidays can be a stressful time not only because of loneliness, but also because we put those high expectations on togetherness, and um, that that can also be a very stressful situation in so some we, instances. We were actually, LT and I, it's funny you bring that up, we were talking about this in his office. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, kind of, again, about being good to people, uh, you don't know what, who would you say, Aunt Sally or whoever, you don't know what she is going through, you don't know what she's thinking. And so uh, my advice is to be the bigger person, be civil, and if for whatever reason they're not wanting to to be civil back to you, yeah, you know, just just leave. I mean, don't because about police response during the holidays, we do get called to fights and arguments, and when alcohol, you know, makes it worse, uh, you know, treat people good, and, and they're gonna treat treat you well back. You never know what somebody's going through, and uh, just to lash back out at them isn't isn't the best approach, you know, and. Uh, if you're if you're good to people, they'll see that, and it may take them a day or two or three or maybe even longer. But you know, don't don't just react out of out of rage. You know, take a step back and just think. You know, what are they going through? Are they going through something? Maybe they are. You know, if you and like just, drama, get it on the TV. Drama on the TV. Mm-hmm. What are you watching on the TV? That's drama. I don't. I watch happy ending things on TV. This is us. It's a great show. So that is a very good show. I, you know, my two cents for family get-togethers during the holidays: avoid politics. Yeah, that's probably a good one to avoid for sure. I, I want. I want to mention one thing. You can argue about the Bears and the Giants playing on Friday, yeah. but but not their politics. <laughs> not the politics. I just want to remind everybody out there who's not in the police world that Brian Phillips' his name is not LT. That's an abbreviation for Lieutenant. Thank you. And now, hey, that's a good point. You know. <laughs> But it is going to – I am just going to call you LT from now moving forward. So I'm good with LT or Brian, now, just so you know. Just so our audience knows, he uh, he's filling the shoes of Scott Galloway, who went to Midnight Patrol. So I think everybody that listens to us is aware of that. And uh, what do you think about your uh, first podcast here? You know, it's been enjoyable. Yeah. It is. It's fun. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. And if anybody out there has any good ideas for topics they want us to cover – uh, how do you get a hold of us, Tom? It's a podcast at lafayette.in.gov. And we have gotten several emails over uh, the lifespan of the podcast, and we have implemented those. So we definitely appreciate any suggestions. Absolutely. We really enjoy doing this and uh, giving out information and just having a good conversation. So we'll keep this rolling. And, yeah, please email us because uh, I would love to have – uh, some topics that you, our listeners, recommend and uh, or or guests. 
Yeah, if you have a good guest or you want to be a guest, uh, Pastor Bowers, you're awesome today. Uh, we really appreciate you being here. I want to say he rode with me multiple times when I was on patrol. That's where we met, right? Yes. And you've been with us. He's a chaplain for the Lafayette Police Department for if we didn't cover that. Um, and you've been with us since 2010, you said? Yes. So he's uh, not only seen the... I guess, civilian side of things, but definitely in the police world as well. So he's a very knowledgeable man, uh, great resource, good man. So I appreciate you being here. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I, yeah. I appreciate being asked. Absolutely. Absolutely. And on a short notice, too. I asked him like a week ago. So, uh, again, coming up with topics so we could really use your help with that. Patty, do you hey. have anything you want to add? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> That's fair. Gentlemen? No, always great to be on the technical side of things <laughs> and we need you because i have no clue what you're doing so that's great and lt uh, i look forward to these future podcasts many more in the future thanks for listening to this episode of inside the squad from the lafayette police department in lafayette indiana be sure to check out past episodes and subscribe for new ones on soundcloud itunes google play or wherever you listen to podcasts if you have a question for the show, you can email it to podcast at lafayette.in.gov or connect with us on Nextdoor, Twitter, and on our website, lafayettepolice.us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Inside the Squad.